Uh, hi, this is Don Marrero. Yes, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Listen up, kids. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Ben Washburn. Uh, I'm also getting ready for a TEDx talk that I'm doing at University of Nevada, Reno. Yeah, one of my bits on Drybar is about climate change and global warming. And basically the point of view of it, it's about all the progress we've made and no one talks about. We don't notice like how much cleaner the air and water is since the 50s and 60s. So it turns out I've got like half a dozen of these interviews like just stockpiled. I forgot I had all of these. And the oldest one is with Bent. It was recorded back in December. I kind of like to stay ahead on the interviews, but uh, it was a fun chat with Bent. We talked about our friend Tim Slagle and working the boats and uh, the environment and all kinds of great stuff. So it's uh, always a fun chat with Bent. So stay tuned for that. And we have a song of the week coming up from Churches. This one almost slipped by me. Uh, But first, as always, a dumb bit. Perhaps you saw or heard this this week. I came across this, I think, via the HuffPost, but it's been all over the uh, internet. It's an interview that CNBC conducted with our president. And in it, well, I'll just have to play this this clip first, and then we'll, we'll go over it. But uh, the, it starts off here, uh, to give you a setup, it starts off with the interviewer asking our president about Elon Musk, uh, the head of Tesla Motors. Tesla's now worth more than GM and Ford. Do you have comments on Elon Musk? Well, you have to give him credit. I spoke to him very recently, and he's also doing the rockets. He likes rockets, and uh, he does good at rockets, too, by the way. I never saw where the engines come down with no wings, no anything, and they're landing. I said, I've never seen that before. And I was worried about him because he's one of our great geniuses, and we have to protect our genius. You know, we have to protect Thomas Edison, and we have to protect all of these people that... uh, came up with originally the light bulb and uh, the wheel and all of these things and he's one of our very smart people and we want to we want to cherish those people that's very important but he's done a very good job uh shocking how well you know how it's come so fast i mean you go back a year and they were talking about the end of the company and now all of a sudden they're talking about these great things he's going to be building a very big plant in the united states he has to because we help him so he has to help us Wow. And it just makes me laugh every time I hear it, first of all. And uh, so much to unpack here. Uh, well, let's start with this. And I spoke to him very recently. And- okay, I question that because I don't know if you folks remember a couple of years ago, I accidentally caught the president in a lie because he said he talked to the president of uh, Omaha Steaks, which he called Omaha Beef. And the uh, president of Omaha Steaks had to release a press release because he was tired of taking uh, queries from reporters to talk. What would you guys talk about? Well, we never talked. <laughs> it was the problem. So I doubt you talked to Elon Musk. Uh, and then there's this. And I was worried about him because he's one of our great geniuses and we have to protect our genius. You know, we have to protect Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison died in 1931. I don't think there's a whole lot we can do to protect him at this point. We have to protect all of these people that uh, came up with originally the light bulb and uh, the wheel and... And sliced bread. This sliced bread is very good. I had sliced bread this morning. It's very good. I make toast with it. Um, we have to protect the people that invented the light bulb and the wheel. Well, I've, I don't know if you've ever watched, uh, you know, videos or anything like that of, uh, of the goings-on in China and really the rest of the world. But uh, those dirty rats have stolen our wheel. There's wheels all over China and light bulbs, too. I mean, you go back a year 
and they were talking about the end of the company, and now all of a sudden they're talking about these great things. He's going to be building a very big plant in the United States. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> he's got plants in China. Now, he's got two in uh, the U.S., one in Fremont, one in Nevada, but he's also going to be building one in Germany. Now, here's the thing. Our friend uh, Matt Palumbo was on a couple months ago. He's a conservative author, a very nice young man. And he accused me of thinking that I thought that 90% of what Trump did sucked. And that's probably a pretty accurate number, I would say. But there is that 10%. And I do plan to do a bit on some of the 10%, no joke, of things that I think at least Trump is moving in the right direction on and maybe should be. And one of them is insisting, you know, using the bully pulpit, as it were, to insist that these big corporations like Tesla and Apple maybe build some stuff here and have design centers here. And that's that's fantastic. But, I mean, this whole interview just shows you what a – and I'm sorry. He's just a stupid, stupid man. He could not think of any other inventions besides the light bulb and the wheel. And I guess he was trying to say we need to protect intellectual property and patents and things like that, which has been a big thing. His Again, also a good thing. But I mean, uh, he's just so dumb about it. And look, I've been watching Storage Wars uh, on Pluto TV. They rerun the old ones from A&E, and I am hooked. And it's yeah, it's reality TV. I get it. The show was cast, you know, they, these people were cast in these, in these roles. So it's semi-reality TV, but I love it. And I like everybody on it. They're all great folks. Uh, like this Daryl guy, he's a great guy. I hope I win this bet. But if not, at least I get to mess with Dave till he blows a gasket. But I don't think I want Daryl running the country. <laughs> ben Washburn is a stand-up comedian originally from Washington, D.C., I believe. Maybe it's Seattle, Washington. I can't remember, but he's very funny. He's a brilliant joke writer and a great storyteller. And here now is our interview with Ben Washburn. Hello, Ben. Yeah, hey. hi, how are you? PF, how you doing? Oh, all right. I'm in an airport in Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica? Wow. Yeah, Costa Rica. There you go. Yeah, I did a I did a cruise ship gig you... last week and and this is where I get off the ships. Oh, okay. So, you don't you don't go back to port with them? You yeah. just your your duty's done and the ship sails on? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Head home, yeah. Yeah, so you're doing the boats a lot? Uh, a bit, a bit. Uh, more than I, you know, I never did them through the first 20-something years, and now I'm just starting to do them. Uh, I don't mind it, actually. You know, older audiences now are pretty hip. When I first started, they didn't know what stand-up was, but now if you have an audience full of 50- and 60-year-olds, they... They know who Carlin is. They, oh you know, yeah, they they get it. Yeah, that's it's our age group. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, they're hard gigs. They're really difficult shows. But, I uh, can imagine. Yeah, a fr- friend of a friend of mine uh, does them uh, almost exclusively now, and then occasionally he'll go out and do the clubs. But uh, it's it's steady work, so he enjoys it. Yeah, I, I do enough. I, I I still do clubs. Sure, that's where I do the writing. I get all the and there's so many things I can't do. On the ship that I do in the clubs. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah even for a guy yeah, like you who isn't no. really, you're not really a blue comic, I would say. But yeah. like my uh, boss, Josh Sneed, or people like that, it's like 
it's you know talk about you know swear or Jackie Cation, another good example. She says you know I talk about grown up things, but there's some things you just can't do on the ship, and I think people uh, understand that. Um, yeah. I wonder if when people are on the yeah. ship if they have a hankering for that because I, I think some ships now are doing a thing where like there's a late show that is for grown ups yeah. only. Okay, I, I, did, I can't remember yeah, that's who told what me that. I did this time. I did a the clean show. Okay, I did a late show that you know a little more adult. Yeah. But still, you can't approach topics. I mean, anything that's uh, truly edgy, not dirty, of course. I don't do that anyway, but right. just edgy-ish stuff. Yeah. Anything political you can't touch. Right, I was going to say. Even too social political, I can't. Yeah. 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 So where do you fly back to from Costa Rica? Is it back home? Uh, yeah, going to go back home for a few days, hang out, and then... I'm going to fly into Minneapolis a few days early. There you go. See the city. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, coast, coast, I took a four-hour cab ride to get to this airport. Oh, my gosh. The jungles. <laughs> yeah. Was that cool? Uh, it was. It's interesting. You know, there's not a lot of uh, infrastructure once you get outside. It's like I even just did a post on Facebook that, that the Costa Rica airport here. Yeah. There are only... There are only four Poke stops and two Pokemon gyms. <laughs> That's it. So it really makes me appreciate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People have to walk for miles just to spin a Poke stop or to do a gym raid. Yeah, you. <laughs> uh, so it makes me appreciate. You know, I just walk right down the street and there's a gym. And <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's that's what you're aware of. It's just how much you have and, at home. And where is home now? Uh, just outside of D.C. Oh, so you're back in the D.C. area. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, we live in Virginia, but just outside of yeah, D.C. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So back back where it yeah. all started, I guess, eh? <laughs> what, what was that? Back where it all started. That's where you met your wife, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I met her in Ogden, Utah. She was oh, at the okay. Air Force Base there. I thought she was stationed with – oh, then she got a job in D.C. That was it. Yeah. Oh, okay, she okay. She with a job in D.C., and now we are here in the swamp – yeah, <laughs> just enjoying it, just basking in all the enjoying the swamp. <laughs> it's oh, it's such a mess, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my and goodness. I thought, I thought this the other day. She's the borders. You know how they're such. They were such chaos, and I remember thinking, well, of course the edges are chaos. What do you think the center is? Why? Why <laughs> did you think they'd be orderly on the outside and screwed up on the inside? I mean, a lot of people are that way, but sure. the country, as it turns out, yeah. It's a mess from once you get here and all the way to the center. It's a mess. It's yeah. So divided. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'd so imagine crazy. when you're talking about you know the ship audiences and you can't do politics, I imagine that's a relief for everybody involved, you included, that yeah. it not they, they're on the ship and they feel they've kind of escaped America a little bit. And with that, was, they, they don't want some comedian standing over there going, oh, how about the goings on in Washington, you know, no matter which side oh, you're you on. can't. Yeah. I was going to say that you touch it. But, you, but it's great. But it's most, good, though. But that gets a great thing. because. That? But that's a great thing because they probably wouldn't – the audience wouldn't want that, not just because it would divide the room, but just even if it's a joke about the, your side, you're about like, no, I'm away from the country. I'm out at sea. I'm far away from America. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. It, <laughs> and it would start a fight. Oh, I mean, sure. It would start a fight on the ship. There you, you go. Have, 
That might be, it'd be fun pretty to see funny. That. I was going to say, yeah. Group, it'd be a pretty right? funny fight. Yeah. You know? um, it's like it, hardly any blows would be thrown, but someone would die. That's the kind of fight it would be. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so fragile, you know. Someone would tip over and die. That's yeah. what would happen. <laughs> um, so I you're, like that wording. Someone would tip over and die. i got to remember that. Yeah, that'd that's be a, <laughs> that, I was going to ask you if, um, if, if you've recorded any of these shows, would any of them possibly be released under a CD called Bent Over the Side? But... Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. That, <laughs> I always do, the, do a ship. Yeah. Well, you did do the, the dry I, I bar, have, right? What was that? You did dry, the dry bar one, that? didn't you? Yeah. I, I just released my second dry bar special. Second? Wow. And at Acme, uh, at Acme this time, I'll be doing uh, – my dry bar special is called Not Bad. Mm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's pretty clean. It's about 35 minutes. Yeah. But at Acme, I'm going to be doing, I call it the sort of bad show. It's like all the, <laughs> it's the stuff I did in not bad, but then oh, it's not truncated. Nice. It's not, you know. Okay. Yeah. It, it goes farther. There you go. Because couldn't quite go as far as I wanted to on dry bars. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and still doing Rule of Three with Tim Slagle? Yeah. Still doing Rule of Three. We're, we're having fun. We visit and we, we haven't been doing any politics on our podcast, but we'll probably start doing it. So... Every few weeks, we'll get on there and bicker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we'll just stay civil. I, I, have, I have Tim on the podcast here, uh, and once a year when he does, usually when he does Acme, and uh, yeah. Although we've actually in the past couple of times we've spoken, it we've talked more about music than politics, which is which is probably good. But um, yes, but yeah, yeah. Here's something funny about Tim. Yeah. We're, we're both big Vampire Weekend fans. It turns out. And then he, uh, so we, I, I interviewed him, and then he messaged me about a week later, and he goes, I just heard Harmony Hall in a hotel commercial. I'm furious. This is just a big money grab for these guys. And I'm like, wait a minute. How are you on the opposite sides of this issue? I'm happy for them. Anyway, those guys can make a buck because people are probably stealing all of their music. The, the hotel's going to give them, you oh, know, yeah. a couple hundred thousand to use their song in a commercial. Go. <laughs> and Tim's all yeah, upset about absolutely. it. How weird is that? <laughs> Well, I think it's that you want to own this thing that no one else knows about. You want yeah. it to be your secret and kind of like, uh, isn't it? It's like a oh yeah, there is that, but you know, individual kind of taste. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but but I also realize that if I want Vampire Weekend to keep making records, although they they yeah, they, they, they huge money. sellout concert yeah. tour, yeah, that, maybe not so much other people. We my wife and I paid. Uh, hundreds of dollars to fly out to Denver to see them twice at Red Rocks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, oh um, wow! Yeah, we got record company seats for the one show, and then we bought this uh, for the other show because they do two. They play a town uh, twice in a row like that in two nights. They did this in Boston and some other cities. They'll do two completely different sets. So we're like, oh wow! She's they're, like, well, they're not... great. I've heard. Yeah. You know, I've listened to them before, and they're great. Hi- highly recommended. Great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I recommend Josh Ritter. Josh Ritter is who I recommend. Everybody. Oh, I've heard of him. Okay, yeah. And now is, is he kin? Josh Ritter is he kin to well, John Ritter? Or uh, the the comedian yes. who died. Yes. No. No. Okay. Not, <laughs> no. Because his he, father he's just uh, Josh Ritter. Yeah, he's just a guy from okay Idaho originally. Okay. But he's been doing it for years, and he's an amazing songwriter. I love him. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Maybe it could be our song of the week on yeah. the podcast uh, one of these weeks here. Cool. So uh, you're going to go back home into, to D.C. and decompress, or, or uh, I guess the Acme shows will be coming up pretty quickly, right? Yeah, the Acme shows coming up pretty quick. I'm going to just buckle down, 
Uh, I'm also getting ready for a TEDx talk that I'm doing at University of Nevada, Reno. Oh, neat. Uh, one, yeah, one of my bits on Drybar is about climate change and global warming. Ah. And basically the point of view of it, it, it's about all the progress we've made and no one talks about. We don't notice like how much cleaner the air and water is since the 50s and 60s. True. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a bunch of jokes about that. And I think it's important because people, lately I've heard people, even as they start to think, well, okay, yeah, maybe it is a thing, but we can't change it. I think we have too much despair on the topic because we never hear the good news. We never hear the success stories ever. And they're pretty astounding. That's true. When you hear Um, them, they go like, whoa. You know, like a hundred times more cars on the road, and yet the air quality improves two thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. People just don't. Yeah, uh, don't quote me on those numbers. Right, I'm not the president. Right, <laughs> you have great numbers. I pulled a number well, out of my butt. Yeah, uh, well, Lake Erie, uh, by where I grew up, when I was a kid, was was so pol- there was literally garbage floating in the water, and lots of it. Mm-hmm. You could see it from uh, the, yeah. the beach by my house. And it is cleaned up. Now, there still is a huge dead spot in the western end of the lake. There's still a huge algae bloom that's gotten worse over time, not better. But overall, the lake is much, much cleaner. And you could actually – and people do swim in it, and you can swim in it now, where you would never would have thought to do yeah. that, uh, you know, back in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Huge improvements from the 70s. The, the algae blooms are going to keep happening until they stop doing the kind of agriculture farming because all that fertilizer goes right. into the water. Exactly. Dead zones. Yep. Yeah, they've got to change that somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that, I don't know how you change anything. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. It's just, it, it, how do you do that? Um, and how did, did the TED Talk folks approach you, I reckon? Did they see your dry bar special? They, say? Yeah, they saw the they saw the dry bar special, and he just called and said, I think your material on that and on racism and on uh, uh, just, I have some stuff about confirmation bias in the show. Oh, that's cool. And just those ideas, they, they think that'd be great. It's just kind of a light section in the TEDx session to have me go up and just do that for my thing. So I'm going to go do it. Yeah, I think it's a lot about fun. confirmation bias. Because uh, I always like try to think, well, am I kind of check myself and say, what am I doing that, or is that are these the, like the real facts? It's really no hard. To, yeah, it's really it's, hard. To, it's we are so susceptible to BS. That's a a big theme I've been talking about a lot on stage. It's, there's a book I read. Have you ever heard of Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman? No. Well, I read that book and it changed it. I it, Man, it's mind-bending. Huh. <laughs> are we this stupid? Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm going to write that Great down book. right now here, so I'll look it up at my local library. Thinking yeah, you'll love it. He got the Pulitzer, or not Pulitzer, oh. the Nobel Prize. He and his oh research gosh. partner for experimental psychology just astounding and economic and as it relates to economics they got it for economics but oh man it's crazy it's a great book yeah the other thing it, it kind of a, and a related subject is uh, self-awareness and people's lack thereof yeah oh yeah. yeah and it's all related to these different just like holes in our logic <laughs> yeah there. well you know another it, it, uh, you're talking about holes in logic and this is this thing that even when it comes to something like the lottery, okay? I still will play the lottery uh, every couple of weeks because 
even though I know it's you know like the, the old thing you're you more likely to get hit by a meteor, which which is true. Still, you see yeah. people win, and so that kind of really skews your thinking. Like, well, heck, if that person won, someone has to win, right? Even yeah. though it's not going to be you, and you know oh, yeah. that. Yeah, it's just weird <laughs> yeah, how. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, we just. That book, you'll love that book because it just spells out all these different ways where, you're, oh yeah, that's what we do, and it's stupid, and we do it all the time. Yeah, just kind of flaws. Yeah, or just perceptions flaws. and all and, those logical fallacies. It's almost like that biological underpinning with those things in a way. It's great, great book. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's amazing. We survived tall. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. I think we mostly survived just by making lots of people. That's how. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so, how we just have lost sex. That's how we've done it. It's really. a it's no a war. To admit that it's a war just, of attrition. Yeah, we're the only mammals with no uh, mating season. You know, we just go twenty four seven, three sixty five days a year. And, and well, and, uh, and some of us would go more if we could. Managed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So. It's uh, although the population in I guess in Western countries, uh, the U.S. included, is actually starting to dwindle. Oh yeah, we yeah. need more babies. Yeah, in our country, which that kills me. We literally need more babies, and then we're complaining about people bringing babies from the south. It's yeah, just weird. We can't get our act together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the and- unemployment's three point four percent, and we we don't like what. What are we doing? Exactly. The, and the workforce is just getting small, younger. The younger workforce is getting smaller. So, you know, who's going to yeah. take over? And Yeah, in Maine, in Maine, they don't have enough people to do the health care. The old people literally need someone to come by and take care of them. And, there's, and yet that same demographic is like, don't bring your baby. We don't want an anchor baby. We need a baby from here. What does it matter? <laughs> well, he, he, deal, here's, you know? And here's my thing on that, too. It's like you're sitting in Costa Rica right now. So and I, I always tell yeah. people, if you can walk from Costa Rica to San Diego, they should let you in and throw me out or somebody oh, else out. <laughs> I want you. Yeah. yeah, because that's – Yeah, I heard on NPR, uh, yeah, a 14-year-old boy. And he was just tearful because he'd come all the way up to the border and they turned him around. And I was like, no way, man. That guy's got gumption. That yeah, kid, we right? That kid, yeah, he's a winner. He's he's not afraid of hard work. Or and seriously, and I'm kind of like like Al Frank to say, kidding on the square, but it's really true. If you do have the gumption to do that and get get through, you know, oh, no. through some dangerous territory and things like that, then yeah, I think that does say something that these are the kind of people we want in our country. We don't. You know? well, I think so. Well, and you can't just leave it. I'm not one of those like an open border guy. Yeah, or, or an abolisher. You have to have. That's our problem that they won't put a system sure. together. Yeah, yeah. To to hold them to 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 integrate to no one they refuse to make a viable program. Right now it's you sneak in and then you sneak around and work in my yard and in my restaurants in the service industry and I act like I'm trying to catch it. I mean it's just an insane it's just distorted and weird. It is. <laughs> and and the people I've talked to that come from uh not only uh you know, Latin America, but also from Europe and from and Asia, is if you come in and follow the current rules, it, it costs thousands and thousands of dollars oh, yeah. to become yeah. an American citizen. Yeah. And it, that could be cost prohibitive. And, and, yeah, it is cost prohibitive. And if you don't have the legal counsel, there's no way. Oh, yeah. And plus, you know, like you could – didn't they try to work a deal where they would pay the people who are already here illegally in the U.S.? They said, well, we'll let you pay some money. And then that pathway of citizenship idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out. They yeah. just refused. 
which I thought was just sad. Yeah. You know, take a fee from them, from the tax. Sure. Just they've been here twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah. contributing. They're they're do, they're doing the work, and in, in most cases, you know, it's yeah unreal. Well, yeah. Well, immigration. There's that upfront cost. It costs more up front, and then the back end, you make money off it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. The net thing is a gain. But if you let them stay there for 10 years and then kick them out, you just absorb the cost. Then you didn't, you threw away your profit. Didn't, didn't make it back you, in, you in had taxes the or, to or make yeah. make it back. And you, yeah. Yeah. So oh, anyway, I don't want to get in on it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. I guess that, you so, don't either, I know. What, what, uh, oh, no, no, this thing kind of thing fascinates me, and always good to talk with, with intelligent people about it. But, like, what else are you talking about in, in, uh, in your act, apart from the the confirmation bias thing and the confirmation bias and uh, the climate change global warming right, yeah. and uh, language? I think the main theme about it is about aging in a world we live longer than we ever have, but yep. our culture dies faster. So it's like our technology, our culture, everything we grow up with goes away, but we stick around longer. So that's kind of a theme that's going on in the show now. Okay, and then I don't know. I always some of it'll be the same, but it'll be rewritten and reworked. Because yeah. you've 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 had time to reflect on these things, and yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It, well, cool, man. Well, great. Well, I'll let you enjoy the rest of the Costa Rica airport there, and uh, yeah, it's get, great. I got to go spin this poking stop again. There you go. All right. Well, I'll let you chase that down, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, they'll uh, the, enjoy Minnesota, as, and maybe we'll get you back here in Cincinnati sometime soon. I know you were here about a year or so ago, and I used a previous like interview two years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to go back. I love that club. Oh, great. Okay, I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let the Booker know because he sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, sometimes he's a push. Mikey, yeah, we'll, we'll give Mikey a little push there and let him know. Uh, yeah. Super. Well, great, man. Glad we got this put together. And uh, have good holidays. And uh, talk right. again you soon. Too. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you later. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Ben Washburn for being on the show. You can catch Ben. Uh, well, it looks like it's an invitation-only event here. I don't know how you get your your invite to this January 29th. Uh, it's January 29th through November 29th, which doesn't make any sense, but it's the Egyptian Theater Comedy Crypt for Sundance uh, in Park City, Utah. I reckon that sounds like, well, that can't be a casino if it's in Utah, can it? Anyway, February 29th, he's doing his uh, TED Talk that he was telling us about uh, at the University of Nevada, Reno. And again, don't know how you get tickets sorted for that. I reckon if you go to the TED Talk website, they can probably get that sorted for you. And then June 4th, he is in, uh, let me see, Idaho Falls, Idaho, and Wise Guys, June 5th and 6th uh, in Salt Lake City uh, back in Utah. There you go. I'm sure he'll have more dates uh, to fill in there as he goes. Probably working some of the boats again. And, uh, boy, if you have a chance to see him, uh, do check him out. Uh, if you want to get a better indication of his uh, stuff, he has that dry bar comedy special, uh, which is really funny. Gives you a good indication of his kind of his uh, presentation, his stage manner. Really funny. And for all of the other Bent Washburn needs, including uh, the Rule of Three podcast, go to getbent.com. Bent, by the way, is spelled B-E-N-G-T, so it's getbent.com. And then you can uh, listen to the podcast. I believe there's a link to it on his website. And if not, go to Tim Slagle's website. There's a link there. All right, so there you have it. Uh, ben Washburn, we're up to our song of the week here. So our song of the week, a bit of a strange one. This is uh, from one of my, I would say, my favorite uh, contemporary bands. In other words, newer bands, uh, bands from this millennium, if you will, uh, churches uh, off of Scotland. And um, 
this is for a, a song it's for a video game, it turns out. It, and it just turned up in Freegal. I was just poking around there one day. The Churches is no longer available in Freegal. Uh, they switched record labels, and with it, all their stuff left Freegal, uh, except for The Mother We Share, which is still in there. But um, So I'm a big Churches fan, and I was just looking for new Churches stuff, and this popped up, and it's called Death Stranding. I guess the video game is called Death Stranding. You video game people probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, the, I guess we're going to do a... a they're not churches, but uh, the uh, game developers have uh, come up with this idea of having a whole album and people are going to contribute, including churches. They're the first ones to have a song out from it. But other bands and artists, I guess, are going to contribute to it as well. They're going to be songs based on this video game. And uh, this is really a good tune. I like this a lot. Good to have churches back. It's our first single since 2018's Love Is Dead album. So uh, I was really anxious to hear this. I was not disappointed. I don't think you'll be disappointed either. This is Churches with our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder, Death Strand. PF tape recorder, so long and thanks for listening. Let's make a toast to the time. Waiting for tomorrow when we're played out by the band. Drowning out our sorrows, what will become of us now at the end of time? We'll be fine. You and I